You're listening to the Awaken Podcast, brought to you by Father's House. Here's your host, Doyle Bradford. Hello, thank you for joining me for today's Awaken Podcast. I hope you're having a great day. Uh, Today I want to ask you a question, and it's a question that you've probably been asked many times before, and you probably... Most of you probably have readily answered the question, yes. But I am not so sure that the answer is yes. And maybe we don't realize that. But my question to you is this. Do you know Jesus? Who is Jesus to you? Here's the real question. Many times we're asked, have you made Jesus Lord of your life? And many and most are quick to say yes to that. Uh, In most cases, they're attending church. Uh, They've uh, prayed a prayer of confession and accepting Christ. They may be attend church. They may be tithe payers. Um, they may be part of a local body. And so they readily say, yes, Jesus is my Lord. But is he really? In all honesty, I believe many people have a revelation of Jesus as their Savior, but they have not come to the place where he is their Lord. And I am convinced in the coming days that it's essential that we know Him as Lord. As things come upon the earth that I believe are coming, the Bible tells us are coming, there will be a great separation between people who only know Him as Savior versus those who know Him as Lord. Those who know Him as Savior, I believe, will fall away. But the question is, do you know Him as Lord? I want to look at that uh, for a few minutes here. Now, we're all probably familiar with what we call the story of the rich young ruler. That's found in Mark chapter 10. And we know he came and asked Jesus, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, he, he went, went through the commandments. Do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal. And the young man said, I've kept all of these from my youth up. Jesus looked at him and said, Okay, one thing you lack, go sell all you possess, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. And we hear the man say, the young man say, or it says he was greatly saddened and he went away grieving for he owned much property. He asked the question, what must I do to inherit eternal life? See, he wanted to know Jesus as Savior, but Jesus wanted to be his Lord. He went away grieving because he wasn't willing to make Jesus Lord. He wanted the Savior, but he did not want the Lordship. He owned much property he was not willing to give away. He wasn't willing to let Jesus be Lord over his property. Continue If we continue the rest of the story, though, we see Jesus' intent. 
Jesus, right after this, Peter reminds Jesus and says, we have left everything and followed you. Here's what Jesus said. Truly I say to you, there is no one who has left houses or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or farms for my sake. Now, this is what he was trying to get the rich young ruler to do. You, No one who's left these things for my sake or the gospel's sake that will not receive, he will receive a hundred times as much now in this life and the one to come. See, this rich young ruler could have had 100 times more if he would have understood the principle of making Jesus Lord instead of just seeking to know him as Savior. Whatever you are unwilling to bring under his control is Lord in your life. So this young man's property and his money was his Lord because that's what was he was under the control of his possessions. See, that's the real question of lordship. Are you still living your own life? Do you do what you want to do? Or do you do what he wants you to do? This is the difference between lordship and recognizing him as savior. And I believe many people are wanting the benefits of lordship while only having a relationship with a Savior. We know another portion of Scripture says, see here, he says many. Well, first of all, he says in Matthew 7, not everyone who calls me Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he that does the will of my Father. He said many people are going to come and say, Lord, Lord, have we not done these works in your name? And he's going to say, depart from me, I never knew you. He never denies that they did these works, but he says, I never knew you. And they're calling him Lord. So in reality, they knew him as Savior. They did not know him as Lord. It's possible to do things for the Lord and in his name, and not recognize him as Lord. So I want to spend a few moments, and I want you to do some examination of your heart to determine whether you truly have made him Lord. What does it mean to say that Christ is Lord? For Jesus to be the Lord of your life means that he is the supreme ruler. He's the boss. He's the master of your whole life. He, he, he will not be Lord of a, he cannot be Lord of just a part of your life. He must be given control of your entire life, your whole life. How do you know if he's Lord? Because again, he said many will say, Lord, Lord. But here's the thing. Notice, they will say, Lord, Lord. See, that's what I'm talking about. I believe there are many in church pews and churches today, they're absolutely saying, Lord, Lord. But here's the principle. How do you know? Well, first of all, it's not what you say, but what you do that determines if he's Lord. He said in Matthew 7, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom, but the one who does the will of my Father. 
Luke 6 says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? See, complete obedience, I'm sorry, complete obedience and total submission to His will is evidence that He's Lord of your life. Obedience in every aspect of life is the revel- is the uh, expression of Him being Lord. There's no such thing as Lordship without obedience. So I ask you, every decision you make, I believe this goes to the, pl- uh, the, the place we live, uh, what we drive, every decision, if He is Lord, Every decision that we make is a spiritual decision. You need to hear that. I really don't have the right to make any decision on my own. Where I work, where I live, who I marry, these are all things that if He is Lord, they will only be entered into as a result of my obedience to Him. So lordship starts with me seeking him first in every decision that I made, make. And did he not clearly say, seek first the kingdom of God? Lordship is a matter of will. See, Jesus d- demonstrated this to us in the garden when he prayed, not my will, but yours be done. That is a statement and a prayer from someone who has made him Lord. Not my will, but yours. Lordship is a matter of will. Lordship means that you do his will, not yours. As Paul said, my life is not my own anymore. See, you can recognize him as Savior and still live your life the way you want to live it. But when he's Lord, you can't live your life the way you want to live it. To The Lordship means to do His will, not yours. To do His will, you must know His will. Now, how how can you know His will? To know His will, you must seek to know it. So to do His will, you must know His will. To know His will, you must seek to know it. And, And you will seek to know it if He's Lord, because your goal is to only do that which He has ordered for you. If he's Lord, you don't make decisions without seeking his counsel first. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord. Turn away from evil. So many times, here's a pattern that, I mean, I'm sure I've done it. I'm sure you've done it. But I want to. I want us to recognize this pattern, because I believe many do are doing this and frustrated about the results. But many times we decide that we're, what we're going to do, and then we ask Him to bless it. I'm telling you. And then we ask, we don't ask. We just do what we want to do, and we expect Him to bless it, and we start quoting scriptures about how we're supposed to be blessed coming in and blessed going out, and, and all these. Um, being the head and not the tail, but we did not start that with asking him first 
we must the what will be blessed in our life is what he has ordained. We cannot do what we want to do and then go to him and ask him to bless it. He's not we're not recognizing his lordship when we do that. Lordship means you are not your own. 1 Corinthians 6 tells us, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit and you who is in you, whom you have from God, and that you are not your own. Lordship means you're not your own. Living under lordship means giving up personal ownership of everything. It means I own nothing. Everything I have is his. I'm just the steward. I don't own anything, but I'm the steward of everything, and he's the Lord of everything. Savior, and I want to give you some, some, some statements here that really, I think, bring this to the surface. Savior means you have him. Lordship means he has you. Does he have you, all of you? Have you ceased to live and brought everything under his control? Savior means you have him. Lordship means he has you. Savior means he does something for you. Lordship means you do something for him. You've submitted your will to him and you do what he requires. Every decision is made based on what pleases him. As Savior, he paid the price. He was wounded for your transgressions, bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement of your peace was upon him, and by his stripes you were healed. Savior, he paid the price. Lord means you pay the price. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. Savior, He paid the price. As Lord, you pay the price. As Savior, He presented Himself. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself, offered Himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? But when He's Lord, you present yourself. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body, you present your body, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. So as Savior, he presented himself. If he's Lord, you present yourself to him. As Savior, he gave up his life. When he's Lord, you give up your life. You give up yours. So I want to encourage you today. Maybe you've never thought about it. Maybe you're living a life where he's only your Savior. Yet you want the benefits of him being Lord. I believe there are people who will listen to this podcast that maybe are frustrated. And I believe what happens sometimes is 
again, we do what we want to do and ask him to bless it. And then when he doesn't bless it, we get mad at him. We get bitter at him when in reality, we've never made him Lord. And one of the causes of this, we have many, many churches who are preaching a watered down message of the gospel. They're telling us that all we have to do is come to the front, pray this little prayer, and and everything in our life will be wonderful. But ladies and gentlemen, that is not the gospel. The gospel is Jesus died on the cross, and now he's asking you to get on the cross and give up your life for him. He gave up his life real Conversion is you giving up your life. He wants to be Lord, not Savior. So we tell these people to pray a a simple prayer and invite Jesus into their heart, but we never tell them he wants to be Lord. And for him to be Lord, it means you no longer have a life. So we have all these people that may not even be saved because they prayed a prayer, their life many times didn't change. They still do what they want to do. And they, they, they say that he is their Lord, when in reality he is not. For him to be Lord, he is the governor of your life. And I just believe there are people right now that the Lord is going to speak to, and you're going to realize that the thing that's missing in your life is Him being Lord. He will not bless you the way you want to be blessed unless He's Lord. Unless your decisions come under His Lordship, He will not be able to use you the way you want to be used. This is total 100% surrender of our life to him and see one of the things another hindrance to this first of all is it's the it's the way the gospel has been presented i believe is a hindrance but another thing that's a hindrance is we are in a western culture we are in a democratic uh, republic mindset jesus spoke about a kingdom he's in the kingdom And in the kingdom, things don't function that way. He's Lord, which means I give up my rights to my way of doing life. And all of that comes under his lordship. And I believe that the blessing of the Lord is directly related to the level of lordship that He we give him. I'm telling you today, He wants all of you. He wants your life and every decision that you make to be to start with. What does he say about this? Who are you going to marry? If you're listening to this and you're saying, well, how are you going to make that choice based on beauty and looks or based on what he said? You got his approval first. Where are you going to work? Where are you going to live? Where are you going to go to church? That's a big one. You're not supposed to choose where you go to church. You're not supposed to get on Google and social platforms and just search all the churches and say, Ooh, I like the singing there. I like the preaching there. No, 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 no. 
you must come under his lordship. You're supposed to be a planting of the Lord. You, He has a place for you. He has a people for you. You don't even have the right to go to church where you want to go to church. Man, I'm just, I didn't plan on saying any of this, but I'm telling you, this is very important. You need to make him Lord of your life today. And I'm praying that he shows you, oh, you know what? I've been looking at him as my Savior, yes. But he's not my Lord because I'm still doing what I want to do. I believe he has great things in store for you if you make him Lord. He wants to be Lord of your life. So I pray today that you recognize the difference between Lordship and him being your Savior. I believe for some of you, this will be a revelation to you that starting immediately, you will begin to truly submit your life to him in such a way that transformation begins to come. He wants to be Lord of your life, not just your Savior. Thank you for joining me for the podcast today. I want to tell you, give you a little announcement here before I go. One of the things that we're doing at Father's House is we're not doing live stream like we were, but we are going to start a podcast that is a Father's House podcast where all the messages that we speak on Sunday morning in their entirety, you can hear. So this will be my podcast. Awaken will be a podcast where I come and teach more low-key, but we will be having a Father's House podcast that allows everyone to hear the messages that the Lord is bringing forth at Father's House on Sunday mornings. And this is a change we believe the Lord has told us to make. So we want to make the the teaching and the revelation, which is often different than, than it is on this podcast as far as the way that it's delivered. So be looking for that. There will be a podcast for Father's House that are the messages that we speak on Sunday morning in their entirety. We utilize multiple speakers, so we believe that we want to make sure that that's available. So be looking for that in days to come. Awaken with Doyle Bradford will still come to you weekly, but you'll also be able to subscribe to another podcast that is the messages that are coming forth in their entirety at Father's House. So take the time to listen to both, to follow both, to subscribe to both. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to me today, and I hope you have an absolutely, tremendously blessed day as He becomes Lord of your life. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe. To stay up to date, like our Father's House Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at Father's House IC.